And today we've entitled the message, Faith in God's Unfailing Promises. Faith in God's Unfailing Promises. In praying for this service, I, I could have taken a different direction, but there, is a, there was a knowing in me that that was not the way to go, and I finally started sensing how we need to be reminded of God's unfailing promises. Accepting God's word as the final authority in every situation that we'll ever face in this life. Church, that's the beginning of a change. That you accept God's word as the final authority in every situation that you'll ever face in this life. And also to be reminded that God, listen to this, God is so personal with you because of his love for you. He knows you by name and really cares for you. He's a personal God. No wonder we say it here in Kenya. Uh, this is the way we say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord again. Uh, my name is Davis Kimori, and I'm born again. And Jesus Christ is my personal Savior. We think of him as being our personal Savior. And really, that's how true that is. God is so personal with you because of his love for you. Uh, I think that really, and I can say, you know, just thinking, but I can accept that as really changed my life when I encountered him. I gave my life to Christ on a, on a Monday, 17th June, 1996, and that was so powerful. I encountered the power of God. Demons were cast out of me by an anointed woman of God. But then on a Friday night, I had so much fear. I'd lived with so much fear for so many years. Fear. I feared tremendously. I can't even imagine the kind of fear that I carried in my life. And that night, on that Friday night, on 21st of June, I still was experiencing that fear. I feared until I could see, actually, like demonic creatures surrounding me. That's how much I had been tormented by fear for so many years. But that night, I cried out. I knew there was more. Deep inside of me, I thought, if this is all that I've bargained for, all that, that has brought, uh, I have come for into the kingdom of God, to continue in the same kind of fear, then I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth even living. I started crying out to God. I'm not just crying. You know, people can say like metaphorically, I'm crying out to God. No, I was crying. All over my face, I was filled with tears. And you can imagine what's coming also on my, on my nose. <laughs> from my nose. I really, I was crying and crying. I needed God's help. And for the first time in my life, I realized God knew me when he spoke to me because he spoke to me that night. And I realized that he's a personal God. That changed me. I remember waking up the following day and telling my mom, mom, you mean God speaks to people until today? He spoke to me. He knows me. That's in essence, that's what I was thinking. God with billions on people, of people on the earth. God is so personal, he knows you. And then some few years later, 1991, 1999, I encountered him through his word. I knew deep in my heart, listen to this, that 1999, I knew deep in my heart that everything 
that I will ever need was in his word. I knew that. That was such an encounter that therefore the word became my life. I started looking, searching the scriptures, finding out what God speaks concerning, concerning my life. I think you'll be married, Tina and I will be married for nine, 17 years. This coming August will be our 17th anniversary. And she found me, I found her, we got together, and it's been everything in our lives is about the word. What does the word say? And praise the Lord, the word has never failed me, and it will never fail you. What am I talking about, church? Faith in God's unfailing promises. The word will never fail you. Completely. It will never, never fail you. And what I'm going to share with you is like ABC. In other words, they are so fundamental. However, many believers miss out the ABCs of life in the Lord and end up, end up struggling in life. Listen, God didn't intend that. God never put out his plans and his purposes for us to struggle in life. And I'm telling you, no matter what happens in this life, God has made a way for his people. In fact, in the book of Peter, he says this, he knows how to deliver the righteous out of trouble. Whatever happens, whatever kind of pandemic that ever being on this life, God knows how to deliver the righteous. He, he has made a way. In fact, Jesus is the way. He has made the way possible that no matter what we ever face in this life, there is always a way out for his righteous people. And you are that person. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 139. I want to read several scriptures there. Now. I want to read it from the New Living Translation. Just to emphasize that God knows you. He knows your name. Say, God knows my name. And more than that, you'll realize that he knows more than just your name. He says, he says this in verse 1, Psalm 139 from the New Living Translation. Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. Oh, my Lord, everything about me. You know, when I sit down or I stand up, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel. Listen to this. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. In other words, when they give a directive of stay at home, you know everything I do. You're not surprised that he says this. And, and when I rest at home, have you been resting at home? Have you been staying indoors? But the good news is this. Even if you are, you are areas, you know, like in this city, there are some areas that have been locked down completely, like in Italy, completely, not going out of the estate. If you come from Italy, can I tell you this? When you rest at home, God knows everything that you're doing. <laughs> so rejoice. Don't feel like I've been locked out of the, the, the entire world. No, you have access to heaven. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord? You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. Too great. 
for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. God knows you. God knows exactly what you're going through. And the amazing thing about, about God, he's so personal that he wants to meet your need. I like what Brother Francis has said concerning uh, uh, listening to the voice of God in your heart so that he can lead you, he can direct you. Because in every famine, in every crisis, in whatever happens to the, in, the, in this world, again, God has made a way out for his people who trust in him. There's nothing that you and I will ever go through. If we can only trust in him, if we can only have faith in his promises, there's nothing, church, that will ever get, go through that God has not made a way for us to escape. And listen, not just to barely make it, but actually to thrive. But actually to be supplied for. But actually to be protected. For God to do everything that he wants to do in his life, in, in, in yours and my life. Look at verse 13. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. If you're sitting next to someone in the house, just let them look at you who is wonderfully complex. And then you just smile. I am wonderfully complex. Ha! Ah, your workmanship is marvelous. How well annoyed. Listen to verse 15. You washed me as I was being formed in utter seclusion and as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. That's why. I don't know. Even if a person calls himself a Christian or herself a Christian, if they start advocating for abortion, they are demonic. They carry the power of the kingdom of darkness. They do not know God because that baby, even if it's one second old baby, or sometimes they don't want even to refer them as babies, but God knows that baby, and God has a plan for that baby, even if the world knows nothing about that baby, they are in divine plan of God, and it is, it is an abomination before God to abort that baby. That's a reality. I don't care how much the world is going to advocate for, for abortion. It's demonic. It's of the kingdom of darkness. There is no coincidence of any child coming on this earth. God has a plan for them. It, they may, it may take for some time for that plan to be realized, but if they get in touch, they get, uh, they, they get uh, in line with God's word, and they start being taught the word of God, they will walk in that plan of God. And if you've ever been in any kind of abortion, and you say, God, forgive me, and you have repented, you've been forgiven of that. You don't need to cry for the rest of your life. But I'm saying this, that no one can tell you that God will abort any baby. He doesn't do that. At least him, you could have said amen. <laughs> you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. 
Do you think about that, Brother Francis, even in the pandemic? God says, I've recorded your days in the book, but it has nothing to do with you getting sick. Because all his plans are good. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. No wonder he spoke to us in the, before even we came to 2020 that 2020 is a year of increase. It's a year of supernatural increase that God has laid out that increase and we therefore set our minds, set our eyes, set our faith in the increase that God has in store for us that no matter what happens in this world, we're standing firm. Holding on God's promises. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand. And when I wake up, when I wake up, you are still with me. Say, when I wake up, you are still with me. God has promised, church, has promised to never leave us nor forsake us. God is so personal, I'm going to say it again, with you because of his love for you. He knows you by name and really cares for you. Let me, let me show you something here very important. The connector between what he says in his word and what is going to happen in your life is faith. The connector, that's the connector right there. Uh, if I was more technical, I could have looked for a better word than connector. But the connector right there, between what he says in his word and what is going to happen in your life is faith. You agree with his word. You agree with God's word. You must develop your faith in God's word. Without faith, everything you read in the Bible is totally separated from your life. And at best it can be just a story. I want the living word of God. I don't know about you. The word of God is living and is active. I want that living word of God. I don't want religion. It doesn't change anyone except to the negative. <laughs> but with faith in his word, you continuously or continually search out what he says in his word and believe it. You, you go to the word of God and you start searching out what he says concerning you and believe it and act on it. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an illustration. We are in the compound here in Victory Faith Church in the garden. Some few acres. But if you are told or if you, you trusted my word or Pastor Carla told you. <laughs> and then I told you, then two of us agreed. In this compound, we have uh, 300 billion Kenya shillings. And if you can find those 300 billion Kenya shillings, they belong to you. They are in this compound. They are not in the next compound. They are not in the neighborhood. They are just here in this compound. If you trust our word, every of you are searching for money Caesars except in this compound. Because you know 300 billion Kenya shillings is in this compound. In fact, if you may have a tent here. I don't know for how long. Because you're searching. This is, this is the place 
where there's 300 billion shillings. You will continue searching and searching and searching and searching. You'll ask for all. You will have your, you know, what? Uh, Uber Eats, send over food right here. You're not going to leave this compound. Why? There is a treasure in this compound. Listen. When you get convinced in your heart that everything that you'll ever need is in the Bible, you will search and search and find out and cry out to God, I want understanding, I want to know all what you've said concerning me, I want to know every promise because there's nothing, nowhere else I can get my victory except in your word. This is what I want, Lord. I don't care what is happening out there. God, this is what I want. You'll have your tent there. <laughs> you won't be going out everywhere else. You hear of stay at home, you say, sure, I'll stay at home because I'll take my Bible and I'll take time to worship the Lord and find out exactly what he says in my life. You become convinced of the power in the word of God to change you are every situation. That, that is life transforming, church. He is no longer God to you, but your father. That's what you'll find out when you start seeking the, word, the, the, the Lord through his word and through his spirit. You, you, you start realizing he's, he's no longer God to you, but he's your father. Not just a father, but a caring, loving father. You know, scriptures like Psalm 23 become, become a reality. In the Psalm 23 becomes a reality. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. You start saying that. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. You don't just recite it. It is your life. Church, that's what I'm talking about. That, that you said you have faith in God's unfailing promises. You have you have now you start encountering a personal touch from God. That is difficult time, naturally speaking, it's difficult time. Oh, challenging. But you are not alone. You are not without hope. You are not without help. You are not without direction. You've not been left alone. God has granted us his promises for us to operate in and to experience his goodness. In 2 Peter chapter, chapter 1, verse 3 to 4, see if I can get some water over here. 2 Peter chapter 1, chapter, uh, verse 3 to 4, from the Passion Translation, it says, uh, everything... Say everything. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. That is a shouting ground. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has been deposited in you by his divine power. For all this was lavished upon us, listen to this, through the rich experience of knowing him. Wow. Rich 
experience of knowing him who has called us by name. Do you find that again? In other words, that he knows you, he has that personal touch to, or, or towards you on you because he says this, he has, he, he has the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through, listen to this, a glorious manifestation of his goodness. Woo! Do words mean anything to you? They do to me, and especially when they are coming from God. That through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. God, uh, church, is God's goodness that has brought us into the kingdom of God. It's God's goodness that actually we are supplied for day after day. It's God's goodness that we are even alive this day. As a result of this, listen to this, it continues. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises. Magnificent promises that are beyond, beyond all price. So that through the power of these tremendous promises, uh, Elder Francis uses uh, magnificent promises and then he calls them again tremendous promises. I don't know if words mean anything. I, I say again, they should, especially from the word of God. You know, when you are growing up, you used to write letters and use words like flabbergasted. You know, I'm flabbergasted. Is it missive or what? By having received this missive in this tremendous time of my love and for you. <laughs> But these are, listen, and some of that was fake, and many times fake. But listen, this is the letter from your father. This is the one who loves you. This is the one who has that personal touch towards you. This is the one who knows if you're in the living room, if you're sitting down, if you don't have even anything, probably nothing. You see, like, you feel like the world, it has become so dark. This is the one who's speaking to you, and he's telling you this, my son, my daughter, I have magnificent promises for you. I have tremendous promises for you. You can experience, listen to this, partnership with the divine nature. Partnership with the divine nature. Oh, I sense the anointing in that. Partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are in the world. Partnership with the divine nature. Let me read some statements here from, uh, from one of the books of E.W. Kenyon. Changed my life reading his books. Encountered them when I went to the Bible school and really changed my life. I think I have almost every copy of the book of E.W. Kenyon. <laughs> But uh, I want to read uh, this uh, thing, this, what, from, from what the scripture that we have read, uh, I want to uh, just remember this. Sorry, let me put in this man. When I read these scriptures above, you know, like we've just read in, first, in Second Peter chapter 1, I, I, remember what, what, I remembered what I ever read from one of the books of E.W. Kenyon. And I want you to pay attention to that. Uh, I hope if you can put those statements, uh, guys, on the screen, it will be so wonderful so that they can have them. 
in front of them. Listen to this, because we've read about uh, God has given us what? Magnificent promises, tremendous promises, so that we can experience partnership with the divine nature. Listen to these statements. Your human spirit is united with the deity, as deity was united with with the humanity in Christ. I'm going to say it again. Your human spirit is united with the deity, as deity was united with the humanity in Christ. Now, your spirit can grasp John 15, 5. I am the vine and you are the branches. You remember that. That's what Jesus said. I am the vine and you are the branches. Listen to this. This I know to our religious thinking is like, uh, that's an abomination. No, that's the truth. That's the reality of our redemption. That's the reality of these magnificent promises of God and tremendous promises of God. He says this, the vine, which is capital V, Jesus, is a divine human being. The branches are human divine beings. Why? There is a complete unity between man and God through Christ Jesus. The vine is divine human being. The branches are human divine beings. While Jesus said this, he's a vine and he says, he told, he told you and I that we are the branches. Listen to this. God was incarnate in the flesh in the person of Christ. We know that. His virgin birth. That God was incarnate in the flesh in the person of Christ. Listen to this, Brother Francis. I mean, this is so good. He says this. We are incarnate in the spirit in Christ. God was incarnate in the flesh in the person of Christ. We are incarnate in the spirit in Christ. That's divine partnership. Praise be to God. That's victory over the devil, over the flesh, and over the world. Listen, we are partakers of the divine nature. We are partakers of the divine nature. We are actually members of the body of Christ. You've noticed that? We are members of the body of Christ. We are partakers of the divine nature. How do we partake of this divine nature? By what? By these magnificent promises. The living word of God and tremendous promises so that we can experience partnership with the divine nature. It's God and man in Christ coming together in partnership. Our spirits are joined with one another so that the body becomes one. And I, and, and I like it when we are partaking of the Holy Communion, even to think in these terms. Our spirits are joined with one another so that the body becomes one, meaning the body of Christ. Our spirits are joined with Christ. So Christ and the individual spirit become united in holy oneness. Christ and the individual spirit become united in a holy oneness 
That's why God will say this in his word. Be holy, for I'm holy. And, you know, I know that religious thing. He said, no, there's no one who can ever be holy. No, nope, he said that. Be holy, for I'm holy. Why is that so? Because of that divine uh, divinity and man coming together in Christ. God and man, we come in Christ. We're in partnership with God. Throughout the promises. So that means the more we know what he has done for us, the more it becomes a revelation of what he's done for us, the more, the, more, uh, experience, the more we experience these tremendous promises. Fear becomes thing of the past. Uncertainty become, becomes thing of the past. Why? We've been brought together in Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse, verse 17, I love this scripture. It says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, it says, We are joined, or we, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So that's divine partnership, church. Our part is to have faith in these promises that God has given to us. That's our part. I like Brother Francis said that uh, last Sunday in his, in his message, our part is very simple. Our part is very possible. <laughs> I didn't have to go to the cross. I didn't have to go to hell. I didn't have to fight the devil and, and destroy his power. I, don't ha I didn't have to test that death. He tested that death for us. He tested that de death for you and I. So our simple, our part is this, say, Jesus you are the son of God and I believe all that you have done for me. Sometimes believers find that so difficult to understand or, to, or we accept that, but we find that it difficult to believe that he's the same God who provides our needs. He's the same God who heals our bodies. He's the same God that when things look so dark, he promises us, that his light will rise around us and is for us. Like the scripture that we read in the, in, in the, in the beginning. Are we able to go back to that scripture, Mr. Terry, in, a, in a, the one, the psalm that uh, Tina read in the beginning, the easy English Bible. Listen to this. It says this, stand up. Oh, sorry, sit down. I didn't tell you to stand up in your house. Stand up and shine. Do that because... Your light has come. I, I, I feel like, like God saying in the beginning, light be. Light be in your home. Light be in your business. Light be in your family members. Stand up, shine and shine. Do that because your light has come. And then he says this, and the glory of the Lord has risen over you. Is that all? Or it goes to the next one. Listen, look, because a dark cloud covers the earth. Does this sound like this, the time we are in? Look, because a dark cloud covers the earth, it is very dark over the people. But, come on, say it with me, but, 
the Lord will rise up above you and everyone in the world will see his glory over you. Say, Lord, show me your glory. Now, I'm telling you those are good news from the word of God. That's, that's a personal touch from the Father. How will it be in your business and, and, and things you are tither, you, you've, been, you've been serving the Lord faithfully, and then businesses are crumbling, and yours is standing strong, strong, strong. You're smiling every day. <laughs> your neighbors will ask you, why, why, why is this different? That's the glo- why is this so different upon your life? That's the glory of God. Your children look happy. You're not complaining that you are staying too long with the children, having to school them. <laughs> Oh, I've heard that from parents. Oh, Pastor, how are you? Oh, Pastor, it's quite challenging now to be able to school the children and, and all what you are doing every day and uh, with the children here. Excuse me, who gave birth to them? Sorry, forgive me. Let's go. Let's go to the toilet. Let me stay with my, <laughs> with my, 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 my assignment here. Our part is to have faith in these promises that God has given to us. Receive them, church. And no circumstance that you are facing shall remain the same. Receive God's promises. And there is no circumstance that you are facing right now that shall remain the same. It must change. I remember, I'm, I'm an, I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. Living in a slum, had no mattress, had no, had no, no bed. And I received the word of God. I remember that when I got that word in 1999. It didn't matter anymore. I knew I was out of that situation. I lived in a small room and I, I slept on the floor and covered myself. I'd been blessed with a certain mama. God touched that mama. Oh, that was amazing. It was the time, like cold season, I think June, July, thereabout. And this mama during the meetings, and we had meetings, used to have uh, lunch, you know, meetings. And then she comes with a big bag, a duvet, and she says, they used to call me Devi. I said, Devi, this is yours. Wow. I felt, my goodness, you've given me this duvet. And a uh, maroonish duvet. That helped me. I will, the, the, it was so big because I was sleeping on the floor, I had to roll myself around it. I mean, that is, that is warm. I felt warm. And I, I lived in a slum. The door, the, the, it, it was near a dump inside. So the door actually, the, all the, it's not wind. It's dirty air coming from that dump inside and with so many chemicals and all that in the, in the, in the atmosphere. We just come in through me sleeping on the floor. I had a, a small uh, kerosene or per, pa, paraffin, uh, uh, what, burner. And, and uh, I had some two nails, and I put a string, and I had my, my few clothes hanging there. And that was life. But I remember receiving the word of God. In fact, I remember uh, in one of the incidences, several things had happened. But I remember Dr. Jerry Saville coming here in Kenya, and uh, Brother Kenneth E. Hagin had prophesied that 99 will be divine. And I, start, I sat in his meetings in KICC, Nairobi, Kenya, and I heard him speak about that prosperity, 
that divine 99 will be divine, and I took a lay hold of that. I was so thrilled that with an empty stomach, with no food to eat and sleeping on the floor, that did not matter. Why is that that? I received the precious, magnificent promises of God about my situation and my, the circumstance that I was facing at that, at that time, it had to change. Listen, they didn't change overnight, but there was a change that had come inside of me. I viewed things different. By the way, when I had God speaking to me that I was going to get married to Tina, I had no bed also. I was sleeping in the same place. And her, she was so polished. And, oh, but God. But God. This is my point. You receive the precious promises of God and the circumstance that you are facing right now shall not remain the same Change must happen. Change must happen. Change must happen. But the first thing is this. Inside of you, you've received the word of God. You've conceived that precious promise and change has to happen in your life. In 2 Peter 1.4 from the, the King, New King James Version, the same scripture, but the New King James Version says this. By which have you been given to have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through this, through this what? Precious promises that you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. This is the realization that the Bible, listen to this church, the Bible is your life insurance cover. A permanent one. Praise be to God. Every promise in his word is yours. What you need to know is what he states. What this life insurance cover states. And then believe and act on them. These promises produce supernatural results. I want to make a statement here. Acting on God's word throws open the realm of the supernatural to you. Like what Brother Francis was saying, uh, the, the, the command or the charge or the instruction had been given by Jesus concerning Peter, to, to Peter. Go to the, to the sea, get the catch of a fish, open his mouth, get the taxes, go and pay. That was an instruction from Jesus our Lord and Peter acted on it and it opened the realm of the supernatural to him, he had been a fisherman, he had never gotten even a coin from the mouth of a fish. But we at the instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ, at the instruction of the word of God, it threw open the realm of the supernatural to him. Church, God wants you to experience the supernatural during this time. Supernatural provision is done that over and over again. You, 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 you are not the first one that this is going to happen. God has done this over and over again to his people, and you are going to experience that. Lay hold of the promises of God. Lay hold of the unfailing promises of God. Lift up your voice. Praise him. Shout. Give him glory and honor. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever.
Hallelujah. In Joshua chapter 21, listen to this of the promise fulfilled. Joshua 21, verse 43 to 45. Don't ever forget this scripture. So, the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he has sown to give to their fathers. And they took possession of it and dwelt in it. Listen to this. The Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he had sown to their fathers. And not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. Listen to this. Listen to this, verse 45. My God, my God. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord has spoken to the house of Israel. Let's say it, the last part together. All came to pass. All, all came to pass. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord has spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. Did all of them partake of the promise? No. No. Listen, this is what it means, church. God's promises, as long as we have faith in them and in his ability, they will always come to pass. Listen, whether no one on this earth believes in the any promise of God or not, God is faithful to keep it to even one person who will dare believe him. He's unchanging. God, he, prom he fulfilled all the promises. You read, you read in 1 Corinthians in your own time, chapter 10, and you see how many people fell, you know, died and all that. But every promise that God gave to the children of Israel all came to pass. Let's read Joshua 23, verse 14. I want you to see this. Joshua is giving a testimony concerning the faithfulness of God. Behold this day, I am going to the, I am going the way of all the earth. And you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing failed. Of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you, all have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. None of you shouted in here. <laughs> not one of them. Not one word of them has failed. All were fulfilled. That's why we need to lay hold of the promises of God. They will never fail you, church. God's word will never fail you. What am I talking about? I'm talking about faith in God's unfailing promises. You may say, my situation is so bad. Listen. Let me, let me give you a, a new word in English. It can never get that badder. <laughs> no, it can't get more bad than it is. Listen, even if it gets that way, there's a promise in the word of God. There is the promise of God's word to deliver you. Everything that God has said concerning these promises, they are so personal, they are for you. 
The Lord, like we read that Psalm 139, the Lord has had you in his mind all through. All through, he's had you in his mind. Listen to this uh, as we start winding up, hopefully. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, listen from the New Living Translation concerning the promises of God. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our what? Amen. Which means what? Yes. Ascends to, the, to, to God for his glory. That's why when you say in church, amen, and you say at your home, amen, when the word of God is being spoken, you are saying, yes, yes, that's my promise, that's my promise, that's my promise, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed, I am healed, that's my promise, that's mine. Hallelujah, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. His word will never fail. All his promises are yes, and through Christ, our Amen. Can you shout amen where you are? Amen. amen. Say it again. Amen. No wonder we sing that song. Amen, 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 amen. Yes, we are saying yes. Yes to God's promises. Yes to God's will. Yes to your provision during this time. Yes to your healing power in my life during this time. Lord, I say yes. Yes to your will. Yes to your purpose. In 2 Corinthians, the same the same. Uh, scripture in, in the Passion Translation, listen to it. It's okay to shout at home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, I've gone, in the past, I've gone to the New Believers class, and, and I only find one person who's registered. Brother Francis, have you ever found that? One person registered. And I'm telling you. And I'll be speaking to that individual as if I'm speaking to a, a thousands of people. Sometimes I even shout. I've, I've literally done this. I'm standing and, and the person is sitting there. Probably think like, what? What did I sign up for? <laughs> but I've done, I've done actually, I've, I've knelt, put my one, one, one knee on, on, the, on the floor and I'm looking at this individual and I'm saying this is for you. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you. God has victory for you. And I'm, oh. <laughs> Yeah, the promises of God are yes. Yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your purposes. Yes to the supernatural increase. Yes, Lord, we take that. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. For all God's promises, the Passion Translation says this, find their yes of fulfillment in him. And as his yes, listen to this, and our amen. Ooh. And as his yes. And our amen. Listen, his promises are yes. What do you need? You need to be looking at the Bible and you read the scripture and say, Amen. Amen. And as his yes. And our amen ascend to God. We bring him glory. Listen, do, do you know what that means actually? Take God receives glory when his promises manifest in our lives. Listen to this. If you are sick in the body, God receives glory 
when his promise of healing power manifests in your life. And when we accept that, it happens when we accept that. It happens when we accept what he said concerning our lives. And he receives glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It, it gives him glory. Listen, his provision in our lives when we, we receive that. He gives him glory. I'll never, I'll never forget I had um, the founder of uh, TBN, uh, John Crouch, giving a testimony when God healed her from, uh, from cancer. I hope I'll be able to say it well. But she said this, uh, I remember she was so expressive and with tears in her, in her eyes, she was saying she was, standing, she was seated or standing outside and she was saying, oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing me from this cancer. As she had been healed, and she was just expressing her gratitude to the Lord. And the, the, she says this, the Lord told her this, John, thank you for receiving my healing. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you for receiving my healing. This is what, look at this in, in line with this scripture. It's like, thank you for saying yes to my promise. Thank you for saying yes to my provision. Thank you for not doubting my word. Thank you for not doubting that I'm answering your prayers. Thank you for not doubting that I've taken care of this issue of this pandemic. Thank you for accepting my word than what the world is saying and that, like, than what, what the, the situation looks like. Receive that. Say, I receive that. Say, I receive that. I receive your promise, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you hurting? Are you in fear? Is there uncertainty in your life? Church, I have good news. This is, this is not just preaching or me getting excited. Listen, you don't have to. You don't have to. He has sent his word and healed you and delivered you from all your distractions. Have faith in his word. Study it. Confess it. Pray it. This is a big one. Refuse to fear. Resist the devil. And the Bible and the precious promises and the magnificent promise of the word of God is this. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Don't take on of his lies. He is a defeated foe. And you are an overcomer. He is a defeated foe. And you are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. But I'm lying down. I'm sick. I feel this. You are an overcomer. That's exactly who you are. You are, listen, you are one with the divine. God and you are the majority. You are a partaker of the divine nature. He is the vine. You are the branch. The vine is divine human being. Was walked on this earth. You are human divine being. The anointing of God lives inside of you. Let it rise up. The same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. Let him rise up within you and get rid of that issue. And start proclaiming the authority that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ. In that, I want you to stand up because you want to receive Holy Communion right now. In that mindset of a victor. A victor in Christ Jesus.
I want you to have that. Let her receive Holy Communion from a place of victory. Knowing that we are partakers of the divine nature. We have been given precious promises. Would you stand up please wherever you are in your home? Just, just You know why I, I, I do this mostly? It's not like I can, I can sit receiving Holy Communion. But I, 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 find, I found that in the scripture of the children of Israel stood up in readiness. <laughs> in readiness. Just to, to, to go out in, that, in that, that night of the Passover night. They stood up in readiness. So stand up in readiness and, and stand up in faith. Have your Holy Communion elements ready. Jesus our Lord, lift up his body, the bread. Jesus our Lord, you're the one who said, you are the vine, we are the branches. We are joined with you. We are one spirit with you. We are joined with you and with one another. So we have become the body of Christ. And we are the body of Christ. We are members of the body of Christ. And your healing power flows through us. Thank you for healing your body. We partake of the Holy Communion knowing that your promises, Father, never fails. Not one word from your mouth ever fails. You yourself, Jesus, bore our sins in your own body on the tree that has been dead to sins might live for righteousness by your stripes we were healed. And we take our healing right now. Rebuke every kind of sickness and disease. Rebuke every kind of affliction of the enemy. Every torment of fear. Every torment of fear be broken in the name of Jesus. And thank you. We do this in remembrance of you. And we say yes to your healing. Yes to your deliverance. Yes to your peace. Thank you, Lord. Take of it. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, our Lord. Thank you for your blood. The word of the Father says the life of the flesh is in the blood. This is the cup of the new covenant in your blood and we partake of your blood thank you for the life flowing in us your flesh is food indeed your blood is drink indeed oh may your life flow may your life flow may your healing flow in the lives of your people upon this church upon everyone called into this church upon everyone watching and receiving this message, life, life, life. You came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly and we release that supernatural life because of the magnificent promises. We are partakers of the divine nature and thank you for your blood. Hallelujah.